Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's called Mad Sounds. One goes out to Mr. Alan Smile. And welcome to the Mad Sounds Podcast. My name is Will Sparks, and as ever, I'm joined by my beautiful and wonderful co-host, Matt Maynard. How are you, mate? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate, you know, the love in there calling me beautiful, but I'm very far from beautiful today. Um, I am nursing a puffy eye. I don't know if that's the technical term. Um, puffy eye. Sounds they like call a Pokemon it around cheap, the corridors but... of, you know, St. Thomas's. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really not good, and it looks really hideous. And we just recorded um on zoom with our guest who we're going to get on to but she must have thought what what's he, what's he been up to you've been in a fight or something like that yeah. head, head bang into some vinyl in the background see a little vinyl player there nice as a very nice add to the picture um yeah this week we've got shiner sam on sam shiner shiner sam whatever you're shiner underscore sam on twitter uh and she she's wonderful on twitter she's a great platform for um you know um promoting new bands uh also gets to talk about the virtual pub crawl which has raised loads of money for lots and lots of good causes and i guess sam's twitter is just a celebration of all things new indie nostalgic nostalgic music chat and i think it's about thirty one thousand followers on her twitter account um and like she says in the podcast like a second job for her uh, but we get to chat to her about um you know her love of music her top three gigs as well whether she's liam or Noel, so lots of uh, lots of interesting whether she's liam or no but uh yeah well i guess i guess you'll find out but i mean yeah. you're, you're Noel, aren't you you're Noel, aren't you matt always mate always, you're, you're mate. a bit, bit nolly nolly no and 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 you know you that i feel like you've probably deliberately got a guest on that's going to ally with you so um, yeah and what of it you know you've you got to make maneuvers in this business and you know. but apart from that small detail she is what they call in the trade a lovely booking so well done good good job on that one she's uh she's a good one thanks mate yeah it was an absolute pleasure to talk to her just before we go on to the chat uh, a bit of housekeeping as usual you can follow us on twitter uh we're approaching the grand 300 mark so that would be much appreciated if you give us a follow that's at the mad sounds pod that's at the mad sounds pod uh and if you're on if you're listening to us on spotify right now please click the follow button you get the podcast to your phone as soon as it comes out also if you're on apple click the subscribe button and you get it as soon as it comes through we've also got a car supporter uh, the link is in our bio um at a time where a lot of creators and podcasters are you know struggling to make ends meet with what's happening with COVID-19 um it's really nice of the people at ACAST to set this up you can make a one-off pledge a one-off donation uh, as much as or as little as a pound um to help to help us and, and help a lot of other podcasters get through this so thanks to ACAST for enabling that the link's in the bio uh, and there will be a little audio advert just you may have just heard now with all the details for that but anyway enough of me chatting here's our chat with Sam We saw your nan called it a quadcast, so we're going to start with that. Oh, <laughs> we, oh, did you see that? Yeah. Is this a quad? Did you tell her you're doing a quadcast tonight? No. Oh, no, don't. It's so cute. She said the other day, she said, what are you doing? Another one of your quadcasts? So I was like, oh, don't break my heart. She's so sweet. 
Brilliant. Does she listen to them? No, no, no. She just, she, well, she says she's going to, and then I play it back to her, and she's like, who's this? She's got really bad dementia, so she doesn't really oh. even remember. Oh. <laughs> like, two minutes before, so she doesn't really remember stuff. So she'll say, oh, I'll, I'll listen to that, my radio show on Saturday. She said, oh, can I listen to you? Yeah. Ten minutes into it, oh, this racket, it all sounds the same. <laughs> oh, was there yeah. a moment, like, when you started broadcasting for the first time in your life where, you know, it was really, like, interesting for all your family and stuff to listen to it? Well, do you remember that time? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 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 I've done three now, but they've all been pre-recorded. Yeah. So it's not been live. But yeah, I think my family are just kind of, they just take the mick out of me, really. Yeah. They, say, oh, look, look, they just take the mick out of my posh phone voice. <laughs> <laughs> your posh phone voice? Well, I don't think you sound the too radio. Posh. Oh, do you have your radio voice? Are we not getting it tonight on the podcast? We, <clears throat> we get the podcast. I, I try and keep it consistent, but no, I'm a bit more Wiltshire when I'm talking normally. Yeah, um, I, I've been Wiltshire. Wiltshire. Well, yeah, it's fa- fairly fairly eloquent tones from that region. My my mum said she'd listen, um, and uh, I'll call her out now. If you haven't, Julie, um, please do. We've done about fourteen of these hi, so Julie. far. So, hi, Julie. Yeah, Sam says hi. Um, so you get you get you get an airing on a national podcast. It's not national at all. Uh, we, we, listeners are growing. Um, Sam, we what? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, your first of all, let's start with your your Twitter page, which is just huge unbelievable very interactive and it must be so like much second content job, second job for you honestly um that's uh, at shiner underscore sam uh so if you're not already following which i'm sure you already are if you're into <laughs> indie music at all give sam a follow um but wel- welcome to the podcast um or the podcast as your as your name would call it um <laughs> lockdown has been pretty busy for you with twitter as a second job but also tell us about the virtual pub crawl because uh, it seems to have really taken off, but also raised a lot of money for some really helpful causes. Just um, how did it all start? Well, so a guy called Indie Rob on Twitter, he came up with the idea. He, I think he, I think he just, um, he just had about eight of us, and he said, "Oh, it wouldn't be great if we just did a virtual pub crawl." So we pretended that we were in the garden inn or no, the kitchen. That was it, the garden arms. So it started off with like just a group of like eight or ten of us. And yeah. then it just grew because everyone started following the hashtag. And then um, our friend who was involved with the virtual pub crawl, he works for a radio show called Radio Matlock, which is where we're doing all the radio shows now. And they just said to Redders, who's the guy that does the Friday night one, they said, why don't you do a virtual pub crawl radio show so that we can all listen along? And I think the first ever radio show was back in April. So it was like April the 18th. So Redders did a four hour radio show. And then my show came in oh, as well. It was six weeks ago. The, the like with all brand new music with upcoming bands and artists but yeah we've done it's been amazing like we've trended on twitter pretty much most weekend until the football came back oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's talking about football yeah. um but no it's been amazing and the, the charity that they raise money for is um a cancer hospice um yeah. in derbyshire where the radio station is based so we've raised over six thousand pounds which is incredible the the aim was 500 over lockdown so yeah. <laughs> to raise six thousand in just the space of time is incredible. That's absolutely amazing. Um, and has that, has that virtual pub crawl and also your Twitter following, like you say, the up and coming bands, has that given you, do you, I mean, I guess you have a really good platform to showcase some of these up and coming bands. Um, so many, so many good ones on Twitter. How um, much music do you listen to every day, basically? Oh my God, so much. So new yeah, music. Spotify, well. new music, yeah. So I started, well, I think I started um, maybe a few years ago listen to like brand new music and I just started to find all these really great bands that had like no followers yeah. so I thought I'm, you, you start listening to stuff on Spotify and it starts giving you recommendations um, and then last year I put on this massive like unsigned um 
artist show with the Lathams headlining, you know, the Lathams that have like yeah, yeah, yeah. blown up. Yeah. So they headlined before they were massive. Um, but yeah, so ever since then, really, I've just been just just delving into it. And the, the playlist that I've done, I started it on the 1st of January. Yeah, you have oh, seen that. 2020 new music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just full of, oh, it's just full of treasure. It's just it's... so much good music out there. And um, one man that I saw that has definitely featured heavily on that is Liam. You're a big, you're a big fan. Yeah, so it's all 2020 releases. So any yeah. good songs, but yeah, it's, it's quite a lot of Liam on there. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in, all like... the, he's in all the acoustic versions, hasn't he? Like the one from Hole and then the MTV Unplugged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. For if anyone looking to check out this podcast, it's not just like unsigned new music it's also a mixture of like all the great bands that have released new music this year like Fontaine. actually it's literally just 2020 releases so yeah, any yeah, band yeah. or artist that has released 20 it, i think i checked earlier and it's now nearly 34 hours long so it'll keep so you, you busy for a while get you busy yeah <laughs> you get you must get sent a lot of new music as well bands must contact you all the time and how, how do you how do you, what's your process of dealing with who you listen to do you do you have time to give it all an ear I think I think efficiency is something that I've learned yeah. since my Twitter account's been quite big. I can kind of multitask and kind of do my because I've got a full time job and obviously I have to care for my nan and stuff. So I've kind of just learned to be really efficient. So if someone messages me, I won't ignore it. I'll just read it straight away. Go on, go on their Spotify, follow them, listen to a song, add them onto the playlist. Say you're on, and then it's done. <laughs> and then I'll listen to them later on. Okay, so people so people get on. There's not there's not like loads of quality control there. You're just like yeah. Yeah, ever, but the thing is, though, for me, music's subjective. So yeah, I'm, what I might think is bad, other people might love. So yeah. if, it's, if it's 2020 and they want it in, it's going in. As long as it's not, like, offensive to anybody, then, yeah. 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 Absolutely. You, met, you mentioned, uh, Matt mentioned Liam there. I mean, any indie feed has got to be somewhat Oasis-heavy because it obviously inspires everything that comes after it, basically. <laughs> who, who delivers on the solo front for you, Liam or Noel? Because of, between me and Matt, I'd say, I, I mean, I, I'd probably side with Liam just a bit, but I'm I, I think I think Noel's second album is probably one of the best things he's ever recorded, and that's including Oasis. Who is who? Who takes it for you? Who takes that that trophy? It's such a difficult question. I mean, in terms of songwriting, obviously Noel is the songwriting genius. And I love, like, all Noel's new stuff, all his experimental stuff. I absolutely Same. love it. I love it. Like, Blooming Rising, like, with Chris Sharks on the drums. Like, yeah. that, for me, is one of his best tunes, and that's one of his most recent ones. But Liam is a front man, takes it for me. So if I, if I had, if there's a gun to my head, yeah. said, like, Liam or Noel, I'd choose Liam. But Noel is the better songwriter, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think Greg, Greg Kirsten and Andrew White write a lot of Liam's songs anyway. Uh, but obviously, with, I, I love the, the, the experimental stuff Noel's doing. I think, like, you touched on it, Blue Moon Rising uh, is like... When you listen to it, it just sort of just takes over the room. And it, I, I don't know what it is about the bass. You mentioned Sharrock on the drums. Obviously, he's kept him from the latter days of Oasis. And uh, he's got still got Gem there as well. Um, yep. God, God knows what Gem's thinking with all this electronic stuff going on. <laughs> probably just sitting in the corner having a digestive or something like that. But um, I met Gem a couple of years ago. Um, what, oh, was it, um, what was it called? The Downs Festival in Bristol. Yeah, I bought, I bought, I bought, not, I yeah, I bought VIP tickets, and again was just stood there, and I was like, I'm bloody get. If I'm at that, if I see someone famous, I'm like, I'm getting bloody over there, mate. I was like, game, can I have a photo? So yeah, I, I met again. I was chatting to him for ages, and he was really. He nice. seemed, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, no one's new stuff. I hope, I hope maybe that's the, the end of albums for Noel. Maybe it's just going to be EPs from now on. But all these artists have got a lot of time on their hands. Uh, well, so hopefully, talk, it's some new releases. Talking of new releases, what about? On Friday, did we hear the amazing new record from The Last Shadow Puppets? <laughs> <laughs> Missed. <laughs> <laughs> what was that 
they did, they they did an announcement to say it wasn't them. They yeah, I think I think there was a tweet going around. Was it John Ashton possibly or someone that was like related linked to them saying that it definitely wasn't them. But I did see some f- good funny photoshops of like Miles Kane going missed out now. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> On his Instagram story, but, it was yeah. really bizarre. But like, when I someone said there's new life, I, I went on and I was like, nah. But apparently, Spotify won't remove it. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? They just can, won't. Can we do that? Can we go and hijack another band's spot? Yeah, that's what we should do as a podcast feature. Isn't just it? go on Coldplay, Spotify, and just release like you, <laughs> you, you playing an acoustic version of something, or I don't know. Like, just it, I mean, if it can happen to the Shadow Puppets, are massive. Alex Turner fronts, and like, if that yeah. can happen to them, surely we can get something going on a band we uh, we don't take like too nicely to. But yeah, um, Damn, did it, you, it's, did it's, you it's so, so weird it? that so did, weird. It was really you, weird. Did you listen to it thinking, oh, there's new music, I'm going to listen to it, or did you already know it was a like, because by, by the time I'd found out, I'd already knew it was a joke. So I went in. Well, I listened to it and I was like, there's no, there's absolutely no way that. Like, my brother was like, yeah, maybe they're just going a bit more experimental. I was like, yeah, but it's <laughs> ridiculous. I was like, it's just, it's, it sounds, it's, no. It sounded like a question of sport. Yeah, no, a lot of people said that. Yeah. When, when, when you say like, oh, it can't be them. If I take take a step back, it absolutely could be like Turner just <laughs> fucking be. with everyone and going. But I was sitting there thinking, because like someone... So I, the first time I saw it was on Twitter and I was scrolling down and I was like, oh my God, someone just literally wrote, oh my God, new Shadow Puppets. So I was like, what? This is out of the blue. There was never going to be another yeah, Shadow Puppets. Rush, rush to Spotify, <laughs> open it and then listen to it. I'm going, nah, no, no chance. I know, <laughs> but, yeah. it was so bad. But then it was in my head all day as well. Like, that just like, beat was in my head and I was like, oh, you found it. Maybe they're going to claim it. Who knows? If it is a roaring success. Go to number one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, in other music news as well, sad news about Q. Q, um, obviously going down the drain. Were you? Is it? Is it a magazine you yeah. read over time, Sam? I buy it. I buy it. Where, where are my copies? Oh, she's getting it. She's listening. I can't she's find getting... my most recent one. Hold on, they're all in here. I mean, there's so many. In my in my trusty Adidas box. Of course. <laughs> okay. On brand. But yeah, I I am a devoted Q enthusiast. There we are. So, From the start to the end. Oh wow! Wow, but, li- dear yeah, listener, this I'm has been. About it. Dear listener, this has been this has been recorded on Zoom. Sam's currently resorted to a blue Adidas box and uh, got all of the co- copy she owns of Q out, which is which is brilliant. I, I don't. <laughs> Who's I, in the covers? Um, what date's this one? This is the most recent one. This is oh, it just says summer 2020. Oh my god, they did one right. Where's the one with? Oh right, so this one. With Liam Gallagher during lockdown. I'll just, just read you something from his um, yeah. um, interview. So, Sam is now flicking through the pages of <laughs> the Q magazine, trying to find the interview of Liam Gallagher. It was absolutely class. It was so funny. You know what Liam Gallagher's like? He's just like his answers. Yeah. And you can tell as well from the interview. Right, here we go. So, was he buying anyone uh, some cocktails? That's what he was doing on Twitter the other week, wasn't he? Margaritas. Margaritas all round. Lockdown or no lockdown. Lo- lockdown or no lockdown. He's just see, you just you go on his Twitter and each day is a new day for LG. It really is. He's, he's, I love him. He's like a big kid. It's brilliant. I'm just trying to find him. Um, uh, so if you'd have kept this in about... good condition, though, you could sell it for a, a lot of money. But now you flick through the pages. It's like um, yeah, it's like a relic. Of, I'm I'm absolutely gutted about it though. Yeah. The last so if... good magazine, I think, that's gonna. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, there's a bit of, like, serious debate about it. Like, a lot of music critique now is just people are bloggers and fans. So, you know, journalists are sort of the last people that actually criticise bands, aren't they? 
And, yeah. you know, do we have enough people out there criticizing new music when it comes out? Because we're all just fanboys, aren't we? <laughs> That's a really good point. I think, do you know John Dawkins? We, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. We do, we he, do know John he Dawkins. Raised, um, yeah, he raised the same point, that there's not enough Probably where I saw there. it. Probably his Twitter. Yeah, like. but no, but I think, do you know what? He's absolutely right. There isn't enough critique. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I would just like to say anything's good just to get people some likes and stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a critical person, but I think he's right that there's not enough critique. And I think a lot yeah. of bands won't push themselves as far as they can go. I, I, I think, I think, for, I think for, for us being critical of music, I mean, for, certainly from like my standpoint, it, it seems it's difficult to do because that's someone's effort they put in the studio and writing these songs. And, and coming from someone who can't play anything on like, can't play guitar or drive, could probably have a smash on drums, but, um, but, but like, like playing them, like it's, it's like really, I don't think I should be the one to criticize. Whereas I guess from a management point of view, it is, it, it's an idea to, to look at maybe the bigger picture when you're trying to get a band out there for sure. Uh, but yeah. there is, you're right. There isn't much credit. I saw something about Q the other day and they said in 2001, their circulation was 260,000 copies per issue and it's dropped to 20,000. Uh, and I guess lockdown has... Which was, doesn't was, it, 20,000 still sounds like a fair amount, doesn't it? Oh, if, if we had 20,000 listeners <laughs> per issue, per episode, then, um, then that would be great. But we don't. But yeah, it's, it's still great. But I'm, I guess they're probably looking at the heights they, they once achieved. And with, yeah. with, with no retail and lockdown and everything, it, it, it's... I mean, it happened to NME, um, which I don't think is as tragic. But I, and it's happened to Q. And it's, Sam, it's, a, you, it's a shame. You, don't you write a column uh, for a music mag? Well, yeah, it's, it's a brand new magazine, so we've just literally launched it. It's, it's downstairs, I would show it to you. You're, so yeah, it's you're... called the Speakeasy fanzine, so it's like a 90s, um, 90s space magazine. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing the new music feature nice. every month. So, so yeah, you're it's secretly like, celebrating just to... Q's demise, really, aren't you? You're, you're giving it the big one about, no, I'm really sad. because I'm No, because like, yes. ours is only like a little booklet so far, so we've got a long way to go before we're Q standard, but it's still yeah. great, like really great content. But that, that was our thing, like we all wanted to do something for like tangible for music fans because yeah. we think it's really important and we can see the demise of things that you get through the post there's, there's nothing better like i feel really sorry for the next generation they're not going to be able to just flick that was my life like as a teenager i would buy enemy and key magazine yeah put out pictures of everyone and i literally my whole bedroom wall was just like little like quotes that are, um cut out photographs almost. Well, we see, and you really. learn all the bands as well like, you get proper stuck into the magazine yeah. don't you so yeah. it's funny you say that isn't it? do you think that that's true of like music fans more than most other fans you need like tangible things to actually just connect you to it for some reason it's just i suppose it's quite artistic isn't it to have these these, these relics of, of what music is and funny enough um another thing we were going to talk about is that apparently cassette sales have gone up double this year in the UK. So they're up to like 65,000 sales, which does that mean that they could be the new vinyl? Are we, have we just moved along the timeline now where cassettes are going to be the new like relic that we have to buy? Because there'll be more... Do you remember cassettes? Because... Yeah, no, I'm thirty. I'm thirty two. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I bought a few cassettes recently as well. So, so you have yeah, been I've, I've been a kid like taping the top forty on cassette. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think cassettes be more of a novelty though than vinyl. I think because vinyl actually sounds lovely when you play it, whereas cassettes yeah. kind of just sound a bit scratchy, don't they? <laughs> yeah. And you have a nice massive uh, vinyl like poster, don't you? As well, I suppose, like the actual artwork you can put. Exactly. You can put but uh, yeah, so I mean, the, the sales are rising. But I think it's going against the grain of our generation, though, because I think 
all of our, it's going into technology, everything's technology. It's mm. like the Kindle, like when everyone said no to the Kindle, they were like, nah, we don't want to, we don't want to use a little machine to read our books. We want to go back to the library. And that, and that did happen. And book sales are still doing all right. Yeah. yeah so I'm hoping the same with music, that people are going to kind of put their foot down and not turn everything virtual and social media based. Do you, do you buy a lot of records then? I do indeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm a real sucker for it. Yeah. What's the last what's, what's the last record you bought or pre-ordered? Um actually I, I got um a, I oh actually I bought the Joy Division Closer. That was the last nice. one that came through. But I ordered it, I pre-ordered it a few months ago. And I've just got Blondie Three Parallel Lines. That was a, yeah. that was that was on sale. Nice. Do you listen but, to all of them as well? Like on yeah. the on your vinyl, on your record player? Yeah, yeah, I'm not precious about collecting them. I'd rather listen to them. Live for yeah. the moment. <laughs> but I assume then you still have like a Spotify account or something else or yeah I mean you've got your playlist haven't you so of course you do honestly Matt like my life just as soon as I wake up in the morning there's music on in some <laughs> form <laughs> I'm, beginning, I'm beginning to think this is your full-time job apart from the full-time <laughs> job you mentioned but maybe it just all rolls all rolls into one but yeah no well, music's just always in the background no matter what I'm doing I've always got music on yeah no, yeah we're the same always so um with with your with running the virtual pub crawl on the Twitter account, if you give us a couple, who who's your one to look out for? Say if if we if you could give like a pro tip, someone to look out for who you think maybe fairly not not exposed at the moment, but you think is going to make it. Is there anyone like really taking your eye at the moment? Oh, so many. There are <laughs> there are honestly there's so many good bands. <laughs> that's great. That I, don't just, big, at, I don't know how big. I don't know how big like you want me to say at the moment, like how big they are now, because there's like oh, a band be... called Columbia from Liverpool. Um, yeah, have released. Oh, they're so, so, so good. But then a little bit, tiny bit bigger that people might have heard of. Like yeah. the K's, the Claws. So the K's are from near Manchester. The, Cla- uh, the Claws, the Birmingham. The Birmingham. Claws Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to them. They're fantastic. But there's yeah. just so many. Candid from Coventry. Um, yeah. There's just so many. There's so I, many. But, I, but... I, I, Idle Noise, I saw at Nambu. Well, yeah. Uh, from uh, Coventry. They've only got a couple of singles out, but it's just bands like that. Like when, when I go on Spotify, I sort of wish they had a lot more and I wish they made some more of these. You know, one thing I was looking at Spotify the other day is when, when I put a song on, like, I don't know, let's take a Libertine song. It will, it will stick to radio, which I don't mind because I hear loads That's of songs. But it always gives me big bands and songs that I've heard of. It'll give me, mm-hmm. then it'll go from the enemy to the charlatans, the, Kasabian or whatever and then I, I really want the radio feature to be more inclusive with the band so yeah, I listen, yeah, yeah. I listen I to, to an... my, I have to follow my playlist because yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. my playlist, all the recommendations <laughs> yeah exactly that's a, another 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 good reason to go what's the playlist called is it's 2020 releases isn't it just 2020 yeah, yeah and, so and, it's, and it's your songs since first January is your Spotify the same as your Twitter shiner underscore Sam yeah, just keep it simple. Everyone get keep it all the that. same. All get my social media is the same. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. You're still out there, everybody. Uh, lockdown has also meant we aren't able to attend gigs. I mean, the last gig I went to was the Strokes at the Roundhouse. Not a bad one. To, oh, yeah. Is this the competition? Who's had the best last gig? The that best. is actually the best. Definitely. You're going to win hands down. Mine was <laughs> Fontaine's uh, at Brixton. I was there. Were you? Yeah. Nice. Well, I was 25th say, of February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Was, wait, that was my last gig. My That's last gig was DMA's bad. at Brixton on the 7th of March. 
Brilliant. Right, oh, we got the DMA's new album just before we go on to to, to the uh, the gig feature. DMA's new album. What are you making? What are you making of that? I love it. I it's, love I love the Ibiza yeah. Classic vibe to a few of their songs. I'm like, probably getting back into like Ibiza Classics as well because of that. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to go out raving now. But yeah, it's re- I love it. Absolutely I, love it. They can I do think, me wrong for me. I think when I f- when I first listened to it, that every every song that uh, there was a song which I'll come back to in a minute. I need to uh, remember the name of it where I could hear like Travis and Embrace in the same song, and they have got that real Brit pop charm about them. Um, like Tommy's voice um, is Tommy, isn't it? Um, that. It's just quite so like light and bubbly and cloudy. It's not like I love the fact that it's got no like crunch to it. It's so like melodic. Um, I, it's think it's, thing, really. I think it's going to take me. Yeah, I think it's going to take me a couple more listens, mainly because there's more, it's more beat infused than the previous stuff they've done. I mean, like Hills End, I love that album like to know him. I think Tommy's voice is, is kind of the main pivotal point of all their albums. I think because his voice is so unique and just so lovely to listen to, mm. it allows them to experiment instrumentally. That's what yeah, I find, yeah. is that because you, you hear a song and you're like, that's Tommy O'Dell from DMAs. And I think just because that because his voice is so unique, that they've been able to just change the sound all around him, which whether they're acoustic, whether they're doing like a dancey track or like a Britpop kind of indie like slow and whatever i just think every song it's, I, I absolutely love them they're one of my yeah. best bands around right now yeah they're great i mean so that was your last gig yeah dma's at brixton it was i did strokes yeah. matt your fontaine it's not a bad festival lineup so far do you know what i, I would i would definitely be right at the <laughs> front I'm, I'm buying it i'm buying a ticket for that 100 percent. yeah um that's, so yeah, that's, we that's asked you we asked you to make uh, give us your top three gigs in advance because i didn't want to put you on the spot i think that would be a bit unfair um but the first one uh, you've gone for here is the kasabian at the summer solstice in 2014 um and, i mean and given what's what's been happening with tom me and recently puts uh you know, more of a slight on how we talk about Kasabian now. I don't, I don't know, but I, I guess I was talking to Matt about this the other day. And I think that the one, it's it's just a, a bit of a shame because, you know, I've been to see them so many times and they're a band that I've invested so much sort of time and effort in. And obviously I still continue will because I think Serge might be able to front them. But, um, but, but this gig here, I mean, I didn't go, but it's one of those gigs you watch on YouTube. And I don't think many gigs, YouTube gigs make you feel like this, but it just looked, fucking chaos like it just looked absolutely unbelievable what what why is why is that major top three exactly what what you imagined it to be on youtube it was yeah <laughs> it, was just, it was just amazing it was just i remember it was a really hot day like you know you're just in a really really good mood for a gig and i can just remember when they did that when they had they released just released 4813 so they had yeah. the all the zeros and they were doing a countdown from about i don't know it was like 40 minutes or something it was stupid so you all stood there waiting around and this clock was like going down and down and down and down on this bright pink screen so then it, anyway when you know when you get to the point where it was get, like 20 seconds i literally had goosebumps all over my body <laughs> yeah. and then they literally came out to bumblebee and I was like, oh my fucking God. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to start with my gigs. And, but anyway, I just basically jumped for like two and a half hours. And then the next day I couldn't even barely walk. And I was like, oh. But yeah, it's one of those gigs where you just have such a great time. And yeah, it was just brilliant. Yeah. And I think I feel kind of for the same about Kasabian, like what Tom did or what, you know, what we've heard that he's done is completely out of order. And I don't condone anything like that. But at the same time, what Kasabian have done doesn't change for me mm. and i'll always listen to kasabian music and i agree with you about surge as well i think surge can yeah do you think, i think he can front i mean maybe it work, work. Um, yeah I, I think i think so he's got the charisma he's got all the ability maybe they'll get someone like, like i don't know jay myler but he's touring with lg at the moment or chris carloff who was in the, in the kasabian ages ago maybe they'll just carloff, recruit someone yeah. maybe they'll get chris i thought chris carloff was really influential in their first two albums um absolutely but i think that 
I, I, I think Serge can do it. And I, I really, I, all I want is to be able to say that I'm going to a Kasabian gig next week because I went, the, the last time I saw them was at Brixton in 20, uh, well, yeah, the last, oh, when was the last time? I was there 2018, well. <laughs> 2019. And I, do you remember, Sam, it was so out of the blue they announced that. It wasn't part yeah. of the tour. It wasn't part of any album release or anything like that. Um, and I'd seen them when they released um, uh, For Crying Out Loud a week before they released uh, For Crying Out Loud at Kentish Town. Uh, somehow got my hands on a ticket and but uh, this Brixton one was it wasn't released or anything like that it wasn't it was very very short notice and got myself a ticket and I don't know I, was, I remember building up to that gig and it was just, just absolutely unbelievable it didn't it didn't let me down at all on the set so okay, I think the, the only thing every time I catch Kasabian inside they haven't played Switchblade Smiles which is really annoying because that's my favorite song um, well, that's quite a good festival one though I've stayed yeah. my most watched band I've seen like Oasis Leisure Centre who Oasis the name dash by the way in Swindon near me I saw nice. Kasabian there I saw them at his tiny little venue in Newport I've seen him in Amsterdam loads of festivals Brixton a few times but yeah they're just like my most I just I just love them you can't in terms of like British music like current British yeah, music yeah. you can't get so you'll a be, band really for you'll, me you'll be there next tour whenever that might be somewhere down the road you'll be there front row right absolutely and I think Serge can do it because I've seen like when he when Serge leads sings on songs like Treat yeah um when he he's it's just surge on his own on the stage yeah. and yeah i can see it i don't I, I don't think it should be anybody else being a front man yeah absolutely but yeah i think i think tom's kind of dug his own grave really with yeah i don't happened. i don't think he can come back really. there's no there's no return who, matt who's your most free, frequented artist at a gig it's arts and monkeys Arts and Monkeys, yeah, fair play. Oh, that's, that's probably a stupid question, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the, uh, Sam, the next one you've gone for, it's uh, a gig I went to, um, and it was just like, if, if I don't know, this, this gig was like a cup final for me, because A, it was at Wembley, but it just feels like a gig that everyone was at. Like, when it's a cup final and you support the same team, you've sort of everyone's got a ticket, and you're, uh, irony is you're all supporting the same team. But it was um, this gig was unbelievable. Yeah. Stone Roses, Wembley, 2017. Oh. Um and it was, I'd seen, I've seen them four times. And I think the first, I went to the, the Heaton Park gig on the, when the Sunday, okay. which was amazing. And I've seen some, I've, I've seen some really harsh criticism of Stone Rose's gigs going, oh, Ian's, Ian can't sing. Well, like, that was the case in the early 90s, I think. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, Ian's never been a great vocalist, but like how, I, I like, can't fathom how people slag off, like what's happening in front of them when they go and see the Stone Roses. Maybe they're seeing something completely different to me, but this gig was just, it, it was, one of their penultimate ones as well. The last one was at Hamden Park in Scotland, wasn't right. it? That's and right, yeah. This wasn't too far before it. Um, so why have you picked this one? Well, like you, I saw Stone Roses four times prior to that. So Heaton Park, Bee Fest in Chelmsford, Isle of Wight Festival and the Etihad. Yeah, I went to the um, But I don't know, I think it's just because we knew they'd announced that whole don't be sad, it's over, be happy, it happened kind of thing. Yeah. So I knew going into Wembley, this is going to be the last time I ever saw the Stone Roses. So I tried really hard not to drink too much and I was just really there like in the moment. And I can just remember like when they come on to I Want to Be Adored, just just that feeling again, just the whole atmosphere of the whole it, crowd. It shivers, isn't it, when that, when that bass line kicks in? Yeah, I think... My favourite ever song is This Is The One. and But that only became my favourite song after I'd seen the Stone Roses live. Because it's just when you're with all your mates and you're like literally screaming the lyrics in each other's faces. Yeah. Like, I think, it was just an unreal feeling. I think with, um, with I Want To Be A Daughter's the opening song, the only thing better than the opening bass line is when Squire plays the first note and then just scrambles up the fretboard like and just... The, the thing that always gets me about watching the Stone Roses live is I forget there isn't a second guitarist. 
but it's just John Squire and it's just I know it's he's John, incredible and it's just ridiculous like I think he's so underrated as a guitarist um, you know he does um, Fool's Gold and he launches into one of those epic guitar solos seven minute solos yeah, yeah when I, at V-Fest I, li- I was like I was in my own little bubble obviously often, I don't know had a, had, a, had a lovely day should we say and I lost all my friends I just air guitared away about a mile away and after the song finished I was like where the hell is everyone <laughs> which is you and Squire everyone had gone home Squire was still playing <laughs> just me just me and Squire yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I thought also on, on Stone Rose I saw Radio X put up the um what they call the Ringos they're having a drum competition and uh I, I don't usually take to the, the Mad Sounds Twitter to put my personal opinions across Matt will probably Matt will slap me on the wrist but I was just like how can Rennie not win this I think he's for me he's the best drummer that's that's lived in british music you know there's, there's so many contenders and people like matt helders and alan white will come close but what rennie can do on a drum kit just seems to be it's just like a rolls royce drummer and like seeing it's i mean we all love ian everything we all love to see what jacket he's going to wear and you know what what maraca he's going to bring out but watching rennie manny and squire just just, just sort of, just it's whack the lyrical. Gel together, the way they gel together, half, together yeah. band, like it's the unbe- chemistry between them, and I agree. Like Rennie is just the most natural drummer in the world, and he just looks like he's just having such a good time. As well, there's no effort, yeah. just completely effortless. But it's just like you said, they just all get each other musically. Yeah, and Ian absolutely. is like their, Ian is their front man, but it's about it's about the musicians. I think, I think in Stone Roses, I, I, I think, think so. Really... And they and they always bring a good support act along with them. They've I've seen some. I think I saw Blossoms. Public for the first Enemy time. was a, was an interesting one at the Etihad. Yeah, when I went. To, yeah, uh, there. That was the Etihad, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Enemy. yeah that well, was an odd one. Yeah. I would have preferred like a Reverend of the Makers or Cortinas. I think. <laughs> of course. But, uh, but <laughs> because I don't know, I think it just fits the day. That, it's that kind of, no, I think with Sam Roses, you don't need that kind of support. Well, I, well, I had Plan B. And the first time I went to see them, I had Plan B support. I love them. Plan B. And uh, that was quite left field, but I actually quite enjoyed it. But he was still, oh, yeah. he was still plugging the Defamation Strickland Banks, which well, had come out like. To, I love that that album is one of the best that. albums ever. I'm sorry, look, I love Plan B. Plan B. <laughs> should we get him? Should we get him on, Matt? Should we see what he's up to? He, he would never come on. <laughs> <laughs> not because of, he will not. He would not want to come on. Oh, so. fair enough. Yeah. All right. I'll still <laughs> never say never. I know. Yeah, never seen and the, the third, the slid on to our last gig, the third one you've gone for, Matt. You take the reins on this one. You were at the one, and it was. Uh... I was at the gig. Yeah, that's right. I was there. What it was like a bit of a festival lineup, wasn't it? Because what was it? Miles Kane, Royal uh, Blood, Tame Impala, and Royal Blood. Yeah, what? Blood. That is like a mini festival. <laughs> the Arty Monkeys at Finsbury Park, 2014. Um, yeah, Miles but... just sort of got on because it's obviously. Alex. <laughs> I'm sure he came out for 505 as well. Um, he did that's right yeah, I can remember that <laughs> yeah, of course he did yeah so why why is this gig making your your list well I think I don't know I just remember it was one of those days where you didn't really kind of know what to expect and it threatened rain all day I can remember yeah. it didn't actually rain so we all, I remember we all turned up we all had loads of beers on the train and you know, I had a, like a real party mood. And I just remember just having just the best time. And I'd never seen Raw Blood before, and they absolutely blew my mind. Um, yeah. Mask, I'd never seen Tame Impala before either. Um, no, that was the first time I saw Yeah, it. and obviously, and Arctic Monkeys, it was only the second time I'd ever seen them. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was just one of those really special gigs. Because, um, yeah, because Will asked me, like, what were my three most memorable gigs? And I just chose the ones where I look back and I think that was just a really, really special Yes, yeah, great show. day. So that yeah. was their AM tour, basically. Um, what was the album that kind of got you into Arctic Monkeys? Was it the first one? Was that when you Second first? Second one. Favourite Second one. Favorite nice. Album there. Yeah. So I remember I learned to drive, I don't know, just shortly after it came out. Yeah. And I just remember driving around in my little Peugeot. Just, and I had that CD in, I reckon, for nine months. 
didn't change it I just loved it so much so I love their first album but the second yeah. album for me was the one that I just I just fell okay. in love with them then it's a slightly left field um answer I suppose isn't it because m- most people would always say I guess the first album or AM I'm personally humbug that's my that's my album and, and I love we'll, all of them and, <laughs> yeah yeah no we hate the other one no yeah I love them all <laughs> You um, don't like you don't like sucking C, which yeah, I don't really. like sucking C that much. But, but How luckily, do you feel about the most recent album? I can't get into it. I, I really like it. I'm afraid, Sam. I love it. Yeah. yeah I, so I was at the start. I like it, but I can't get like proper into it. Well, sounds like you don't like it. I guess we don't. I, I, I do. I left like four stars out. <laughs> I like, you know, I do. I do, but it's just one of those ones where it just hasn't quite clicked yet. Yeah. Well, I, it's been two years. When that for, I, th- I think I me- I've mentioned it on the hum- uh, on the humbug special we did. Uh, if if you haven't listened to it, go go back on the list. It's it's uh, two hours on humbug, which is obviously great. <laughs> well, um, no, they, we did we did edit it down to an hour and a half. It's fine. Oh, okay, we were chatting for two hours, I think. But like when I when I first heard Tranquility Base, I was I was slightly bemused as to what was going on. Uh, but I've 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 grown to love it. I, I I sort of agree with Sam. It's not one. It's not one you can bounce around to, but they're not a sort of band anymore, and and you know they've got yeah. they've, had, they've had to evolve. But that, that's a whole other podcast upon <laughs> within a podcast within a podcast, isn't it? Uh, this, this, you could do a this, whole this, podcast just on that album. We could do. Uh, we, we, I think we're going to, aren't we? Uh, have we got that one? Yeah, plan? yeah, yeah. We, oh yeah, we 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 will be doing that. Again. Yeah. Comes before the inquest into suck it and see. That's another podcast. Which that's um, never going to be a podcast. I'm I'm leading the defence for apparently. <laughs> um, this set list for AM twenty forty. I'll bust a. Uh, listen, I'm just. Uh, I live next to Finsbury Park where this gig happens, so um, I'm looking out my window now where there should have been. Loads he of did actually look out the window for that as well. Just look to... out the window to that to that gate at the back where you exit at the end near Manor House Station, and um, I've really been enjoying all the gigs that aren't going on at all. Um, but the set list for that gig. Um, so do I want to know? Superb opener. It is obviously very AM heavy um, because this is the thing. The album tour. It's there's nine ten AM on it maybe. Yeah, out of twenty out of 21. Arctic Monkeys set lists are always, you know, album heavy. A bit of a debate about what should be on there, right? Because they miss, they always leave out a few. But this one, they did play a lot of like the first album, didn't they? They played enough of the big songs, I would say. I think just about, yeah, just about. What, Sal? What was your? Do you remember a favourite from that day? One that made one that made you break down and cry. I could, you know what? I couldn't even tell you because I went to go and see them um, in the a few months later. I went to go and see them twice in the space of a week. I went to watch them in Milan, and then I flew to Barcelona the next day and watched them in Barcelona. Jeez, wow! But I can just remember, like, like over those like the AM tour. Yeah, I remember they played Old Yellow Bricks on one of the tour, and I'd never heard that live, so that was really good. But obviously, from AM, but I love, I love AM. It's such a good album. Like and- from start- I love it. But I can't really. If you told me to like name the setlist back from Finsbury, I could. <laughs> oh no, no, <laughs> because he's put. He, we were sent me and him uh, the setlist, so we're looking at it and we're like letting. Yeah, what we're asking you to talk about it while we. I should, I should, I should have sent you a copy. I might. My bad. Let's go. What was your favorite? What was your favorite moment of the night? <laughs> um, Matt, Matt, over to you. Well, also this gig was. Um, it's fresh in my mind because it was on Radio X during lockdown they played the whole gig although i think they missed out a few and we were trying to they, they missed out like a couple of songs yeah um, but i don't know what was my favorite oh, 505 is always just the greatest closer in the world for me and it comes again just before the encore and i think that's that will always be like one of my favorite parts of an arctic monkeys gig it's a shame when they don't play it at the end now actually this seems to be like in the middle of the set at the moment but in the early days they always used to end on a certain romance didn't they well they did they, they did their they, first ever glass dose that they ended yeah. on a certain romance 
they opened their encore with a certain romance, um, an acoustic version at this gig. So obviously they don't was like... Was the one that I was at? The one you were at, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> no memory at all. No, I do. I do. But there's a lot of gigs between, between then and now. There's been a lot of, lot of gigs. <laughs> a lot of stuff I yeah. remember. Exactly. There's only so there's much this little blonde brain can store. <laughs> Matt, what's your, what's, what's your favourite gig of all, of all time? What, how have we gone to Matt? What's your favourite gig of all time? I don't know. I didn't have time to prepare one oh, like Sam. Um, but you on the spot, mate. You sounded. Yeah. Like, you know, no, I would always say that the most incredible set maybe I've ever seen. I'm not saying saying it was my favourite gig because those are two different things probably. But the the radio headset in 2017 at Glastonbury was amazing. Yeah. There are other reasons why I wouldn't say it was my favourite gig, but. <laughs> most memorable was the question that I was asked on a technicality. Yeah. So yeah. most memorable. Yeah. Um, but why? What have you got one ready to go, Will? Libertines. Oh, yeah, at the Will, what's yours? Libertines at the Barrowlands. That was really special. Um, I've read several reviews of it afterwards. This is the 2014, the first reunion gig at the Barrowlands. Uh, it's memorable for loads of reasons. It was the World Cup. It was summer. It was great. It was that proper gig, proper gig season, even though it was inside. But um, I, what struck me about that gig? I read loads of reviews after it, and uh, I read like three of the main reviews, and everyone was like. Oh God, Pete staggered on drunk and Pete missed a couple of notes and God, this, this is so ramshackle and they haven't planned it. I was just like, brilliant. That's just this is the Libertines. Like, the Libertines. Like, go I saw watch... that Hyde Park. I don't know if that was the same yeah. year. Maybe it was a year before. Go and watch the London Symphony Orchestra or something if you're not really into a couple of, you know, a couple of mistakes being made by, you know, a band completely renowned for not turning up on time probably missing the start because they missed a, a note two notes at the start of time for heroes i remember that bit they tried to get it twice i think it was time for heroes and the, the, this person who was reviewing the gig it might have been the enemy was just going it's typical of libertines letting letting paying fans down and people sitting oh there fresh. i'm like you just don't get it do you mate you you, you no. i don't know where where you've come from from the royal theater company to review a libertines gig or something like that but it was that that one was memorable for me because i never thought i'd get a ticket yeah, managed, managed to sneak onto the guest list with the help of someone. I'll track that person down one day. And um, it, yeah, I, I go. That was my most memorable. But um, think, Sam, those three gigs are just, just yeah. like, unbelievable. If I, and, and it's making me want to just go to a gig. Go, go to a bloody no. gig. Yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to be going to a couple of days live at the driving gigs. I was supposed to go into the Snuts and Tom Grennan next month. Tom and Grennan. They cancelled them all. Cancelled yeah. them all. I know. I, yeah. Matt, Matt, can you drive? I can't drive. Are you allowed him without a car? <laughs> Just pretend. It's that person that's on Twitter that's pretending to get into the McDonald's drive-thru with like wheels sellotape to the side of him. I might drive like that. <laughs> see if I can get in. I don't know. I volunteer to work. If it was me, I'd serve him just because it is just brilliant. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll keep asset, mate. I'll give you extra fries. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> um, um, go for it, Matt. No, I was going to, well, I was, I was going where you were. Which is, well, we had Tom uh, from the Dexas on last week, a true veteran of the indie night scene. He also DJs as well. Um, and we were asking him, uh, you know, what is his closing song at the end of a night as a DJ? So if you had to pick one closer, if you would guess Slot at the Mad Sounds next night out when we're back in 2021 or whenever that is, what is your closing song that you're going to put on the decks? It's got to be either. Can I choose two? Yeah, go on yeah. Can I choose either Slide Away by Oasis or I Am The Resurrection by Stone Roses? Nice. Yeah, it's exactly what Tom picked. I Am The Resurrection. Is it? <laughs> for, for like minutes. It's got to be. 
Yay! That is the closing song to any good, like, when you, when you go to, like, Clint Boone's nightclub south, like, it's always Iron Resurrection or some kind of song like that. Yeah, Clint, Clint Boone, he's probably the true veteran of indie nights, isn't he, Clint oh, Boone? brilliant. Whenever I go to Manchester, I always go to South Nightclub. Poor Clint, I'm always like, Clint! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we could break into the Manchester indie scene, could we, Matt? It's probably just too much going on there. Oh, yeah, if anyone does want to take us on, let's know. What about the, the, Wiltshire, the Wiltshire indie scene, Sam? Is that the name? I think indie? I'm running it by myself, to be fair. Will. <laughs> 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 Me and my little brother, he loves it too. Brilliant. Five oh five. We've ended on. Uh, don't look back in anger. Always. Do you feel like though, because we're maybe the slightly newer generation then, because we're in our twenties, where we've brought like Arctic Monkeys to you know they are our, our indie band of our of our generation so we'll play we'll play 505 it's fine we yeah. won't feel guilty about that's still it great that's still a great ender yeah absolutely. yeah okay sam it's been so lovely having you on the podcast uh, make sure everyone make sure you go follow on twitter shine underscore sam the 2020 latest releases uh, playlist is being updated as and when all day uh, every day, all day. And, <laughs> and, the, and the twitter as well um but we hope to have you on again soon and for now see you later